Hi, this is the Theta Gang podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in PayPal and AMD. Thank you. If uh, some of you are wondering why my voice sounds probably way better, uh, it's primarily because I'm at home right now, as most of you know. Um, meaning home, meaning like I'm at my parents' house, but it's really quiet here. And also, I'm using a, I'm using the same model microphone here, but there's just something about the acoustics of this room and the fact that there is no noise pollution outside uh, that I think really makes uh, my time here stand out. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I lived in just a normal neighborhood that didn't sound like a racetrack all the time. <laughs> Um, it, it would be less obvious, but that's probably why my voice is coming in so clear right now. Um, I have to keep my voice down. I'm also speaking a lot closer to the microphone right now because my parents are sleeping. Um, but bless their souls. Uh, let's just go into today's earnings. If I said today's earnings, I meant this week's earnings. Uh, on Monday, uh, after close, we have Zoom. Uh, before open on Tuesday, there's Best Buy. Uh, after close on Tuesday, there's Intuit, aka like TurboTax. Um, there's Nordstrom and Toll Brothers. Uh, before open on Wednesday, you have Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, after close on Wednesday, you have one of my favorite stocks in the entire world, NVIDIA, uh, Splunk, uh, Snowflake, and uh, Box. Uh, before open on Thursday, you have Alibaba, Dollar Tree, and Dollar General. Uh, after close on Thursday, you have Costco, and Autodesk, Ulta, Gap, and Workday. And then before open on Friday, you have Canopy Growth. Of the earnings I mentioned, I'll probably be looking at Zoom. Uh, I'll be looking at Best Buy. I'll definitely be looking at NVIDIA because that primarily affects uh, one of my biggest positions right now, uh, AMD, as they are both in the semiconductor space. I'm excited to see if NVIDIA beats and raises their guidance, similar to AMD. That would be really good for the sector. Um, but I can also just imagine them just saying something about the supply chain and then some people, you know, morphing that into some bad news. But you got to love the stock for the stock and the company's ability to execute. I mean, supply chain issues aside, it seems like everyone's having those issues. So, you know, make sure that the companies that you do love and the ones that you're fully backing with your hard-earned money, aka buying the shares in, uh, that their product is good, right? Like you, you don't, you shouldn't necessarily care about macro level things um, if you're choosing to invest, right? Like if you were that worried about macro level things like supply chain issues, you probably wouldn't be buying shares. So make the reason why you buy shares that um, that the company is doing really good or that you really like the company, not how the company is necessarily doing uh, with supply chain. Just assume that the supply chain issues will be fixed um, and then focus on all the other uh, important aspects of the company. Like, do they make money? How are their sales doing? And etc. So besides NVIDIA, because you all know how heavily I was invested into NVIDIA. It was a very large portion of my gains over the last two years. Um, but besides NVIDIA, the stock that I'm most excited 
to look at this week is Costco. Um, like over the years, uh, I've always wanted to get into Costco, especially like post uh, like shutdown, right? Like during quarantine, everything fell, but then everybody quickly realized that Costco is gonna stay open. And when people were fighting over toilet paper at Costco, like everyone knew Costco was a smash hit. And Costco definitely took advantage of the rally and just like sped forward. Um, over the two years, I always thought like, oh, you know, I just missed the rocket. I just, you know, it's too late for me to get in. And then, you know, now all of a sudden Costco's not looking too hot, right? Like there is a drastic drop off of price from like six hundred and three dollars and now it's four hundred sixteen right that's like a two hundred dollar drop and you all know that i always say like oh if you love it six hundred bucks you would love it at four hundred sixteen bucks ha 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 that's type of business but this is super real and it's like an amazing company like costco now i don't want you to be like in a red position on Costco right now and, and think like, oh, look, Junie's hella bullish on this. And oh, if he's hella bullish on this right now, I'm just gonna go all in and put the rest of my money in because, you know, if he likes it, then I gotta go in. That's not what I'm saying. That's definitely not what I'm saying. Um, right now, the macro environment, uh, the, this trading environment is not the type of environment where you just wanna go willy nilly and just like go all in on anything or start a new position with a big position um, in a stock that you've never traded before. I've traded Costco contracts or and Costco options before. I haven't really held Costco stock uh, at least too long if I've ever been assigned. Um, but I'm excited now. And my game plan, uh, what I'm hoping for, is that Costco actually beats earnings but lowers guidance so it sets expectations for the next earnings and then i'll start doing some dollar cost averaging into costco um, costco and nike are the two primary companies where i'm using my valuation models that i'm creating in code to see if my numbers match up correctly and from what i can tell costco is not absolutely bonkers in valuation some people look at its peony ratio of 33 and compare it to other retailers and think that's omega high but like really like i'm looking at target now what's target at after that huge drop it's like 12.8 walmart's probably in the same area too walmart is 25.6 i don't remember walmart being actually this this high in pe ratio um but yeah costco is definitely on the higher side but maybe that's justified or maybe that's just me jaded to the price to earnings ratios of companies in tech. I have no clue, but I'm excited to find out. And uh, in other news, like I've been watching like a good handful of like finance videos uh, ranging from like, oh, you know why the market is doomed and why we're going to crash like another 10% in like the next two months or you know other videos like where we are for sure going to bounce right now and then rally another like five percent this week or like lots of videos are very very like set on determining a time frame for these price actions and i've got to say no one knows 
what's going to happen. I mean, that is like the number one thing that I've, I just like always say in the back of my head as I'm like watching these things. And I don't know why I particularly am watching these things right now. I don't usually watch these things. Um, but I think I've just been like recommended to them. Um, because I've been watching all these like how to evaluate companies or you know value companies on an intrinsic with the intrinsic model and free cash flow and all this stuff and yeah it, it's it's crazy how some people really talk into the microphone on the internet and then post it there for everyone to listen to like someone legit said I am your teacher I am your mentor. I will guide you through it. <laughs> I, I can't let you. <laughs> they were just they were just talking like they were the Messiah, and then of course their comment section is turned off, and <laughs> I just I just really wanted to see the comments, and then I look at the video description and it says. I turned off the comments because there's people impersonating me and I can't be having that. So please, this is my re real email. If you want to donate, there's my PayPal email address. I'm just like, long PayPal, let's go. <laughs> so let this be like my PSA. No one, no one knows what's going to happen. And if they really did, they would be millionaires. They would be so set. Like, why would they waste their time helping us, right? I'll even include myself in there. I was watching the video. Why would they be helping us when they could just buy all the calls or all the puts in whatever direction that they absolutely know where we're going to go? Like, I just, I don't understand how people look past that question right like why are they on youtube if they know where the market's gonna go <laughs> but anyway uh i wanted to quickly look at the futures like where are we at right now because right now it is 9 28 p.m and holy moly yeah nasdaq features are up 1.15 percent that is huge that is pretty nice yeah, and let, let me just like put that as a segue into like what happened like over the last, I guess, uh, last week. Yeah. So this week, uh, we've had like several good rallies, I think. Let me let me just like put that into perspective here. Five days. Uh, over the last eight days, um, We've had like several really green days. And um, that's like after having many, many, many red days, right? Uh, these last cover calls that I've been writing on AMD, um, we're just getting more and more like out of the money. So it just seemed more and more obvious that I wouldn't write covered calls because I would just receive less and less premium, um, you know, so little that it just wouldn't be worth the risk like you know if i sell a covered call that only gives me say like a hundred bucks for like the next 30 days 
then really I let myself open to just have to be forced into keeping the position open while we rally and I want to be able to have a way out unless if I close the cover call for red, which is like something that I always advise against, which I can definitely go into, but just not in this episode because I just talk about it all the time. Never close your cover calls for red or at least try not to. It's like a very bad habit that you should not be doing. Um, But yeah, so over the last eight, like business days, I'm not counting the weekend. Um, we've had like a good amount of green days this week, and I purposely waited until we had like like a really nice like back to back day on uh, AMD or as close to back to back as possible on AMD. Just doing that little risk reward play here, where most of my shares of PayPal and AMD are always naked. Uh, until there's a good amount of green days where cover calls start making more sense. And I got a lot of that um, this week. And so over you know this last week, um, I received $696 for two cover calls for AMD and then another $269 for a cover call on AMD. Um, and then... This week, I did something a little bit out of character, and I bought um, five out-the-money long-naked puts um, at the, like, I it, it's just insane how crazy this was timed. And I'm not saying crazy as, like, oh, look at me, I'm so sick, but more like crazy, like crazy lucky. I, I, I uh, opened these on the 19th, um, which was what let the what was the 19th it was thursday i opened these thursday um like a few minutes before or not a few minutes but like an hour before the market closed and then friday we had like the hugest dump but then we obviously retraced some of it back at the end of the day but i closed at the bottom of friday too so i get i got 715 bucks for five out the money um long naked puts which i never buy right and for the reason of like i really i'm really bad at timing these um i think a lot of you know how i got in and out right because this is just this last friday right and i'm recording this sunday so um like a large reason why i think i'm really bad at buying puts is because i'm really bad at exiting as as well as entering them but like really bad at exiting so uh i wrote in my opening note for my long naked puts on thursday uh, spy and qqq are red despite amd being green these are emergency puts i'll look to exit minus 50 percent or plus 100 percent. basically i'm willing to lose half the premium or double up and it had the 13 percent probability of profit so yeah, I wrote these because it just seemed really sus to me that um, AMD was just up and all the and both the indices were like down like a hefty amount, and so I just thought you know if there's a case in point to want to like buy uh, puts, it'd probably be right now because AMD was just so green like kind of out of nowhere, um, and I just thought it'd be better than to write. Uh, cover calls at that point because cover calls um it didn't just 
it just didn't make sense still for me to write them because I had just got done closing my covered calls out for that week. So I didn't want to lock myself into more covered calls. Um, rather, I thought there would be just be more upside um, with long naked puts. And I, I had these with uh, like a 30-day expiry too, right? Like a 30-day expiry? Yeah, these had a 30-day expiry. So it's not like I bought like five weeklies and just hit on five weeklies. I definitely bought these as like a hedge, which I think I you know say quite often on Twitter is like puts are for protection and not profit, right? And so the next day, um, AMD and the entire market tanked really hard and um i remember looking at the options at, at one point i could have legitimately just got out at 100 percent. i could have doubled up my money and just got out uh instead i held on but uh i did get out with like 75 plus 75 percent um so i almost doubled up my money but you know i held on just a little bit uh, too long and didn't get out with a hundred percent, but rather just a little bit less than that. Um, but my closing note for it was this is close enough for 100% for me, uh, especially given that this was a one day trade. I'm open to letting my shares be naked over the weekend, AKA that's this weekend. Um, cover calls on such a weekday doesn't make too much sense to me, given that we could have another rip or two where the premium I would receive would be much better. Happy Friday. And then I see in the comment section, Mr. Integrity said, seems like a well-timed trade. And then um, I commented back, oh, because this was when it was still open too. I commented back, uh, it's looking like it, just some risk-reward calculation, eyeballing, and luck. Like, I'm, like, historically, I'm not really good at these, but it made all the sense in the world to me to just buy puts instead of right covered calls here, um, primarily because um it it looked cheaper and you know that could sound so backwards because you have to pay money to buy puts where cover calls you get paid um to uh write calls but um i guess my thought process the most concise way i could say it is if you're really far away from your break even say you're just like holding onto a bag like similar to how I'm holding on to AMD. They're they're not heavy bags, but they're pretty far out the money where like regular cover calls aren't paying a whole lot. I think if you are really far out the money and writing cover calls doesn't seem justified to you because you feel like you're not getting paid enough, which is how I felt, then I think you can start exploring out the money um, puts uh, that have a good amount of time on them just so you don't like evaporate your money in case if there's a rally the next day and so forth but you can play around the idea with buying out the money puts if you think that the market um, will you know continue a downtrend otherwise you can just decide to keep your shares naked i i felt and this was just a feeling and this does this does not absolutely no no in no meaningful way means that like oh i'm a sick uh day trader and i definitely knew it was gonna go down the next day no this was definitely just a play where i thought writing cover calls was just too i was just receiving too little money for that type of play 
and I wanted protection over, say, the weekend, um, and then I just bought the out the money puts uh, for 30 days because I thought downtrend would just continue. So the next day, the market tanked. It tanked really, really hard, and I thought to myself, like, wow, this was a really, really sharp move down, and I'm able to double my money on a put right now on these puts. I bought five of them, and I thought, like, okay, you know what? This is good enough for me. Obviously, I held on just a little bit too long. I could have gotten in, like, I don't know, like 100 more bucks, but I got out with $715, and um, I thought, you know, this is this is too lucky, like, I know myself, I'm not good with timing with these, and doubling up my money, it, like cu- coming close to doubling up my money is good enough. And so I took it off the table, chose to keep my shares over the weekend, fast forward to today, aka like two days later, and uh, here I am. And then futures are just going to give it another refresh. Futures are even higher now at 1.20%, and it's just, I'm feeling... <laughs> Like, I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world because I'm doing all these plays that are, like, pretty thought out, in my opinion, and I'm executing them. Not, like, there's a difference in how I'm saying, like, executing and timing because I don't care about the timing because I'm really bad at that stuff. But I'm talking about the execution. Like, I said that I would get out at, at doubling my money or, and you know, while I didn't get out right as I was doubling my money, I still got out. I didn't get greedy. I didn't get in, get on my bear goggles, right? Like, oh, that'd be such a funny meme. Beer goggles, bear goggles. I like that. Anyway, um, I didn't get my bear goggles on and I didn't say, oh, you know what? Yeah, this market is doomed. I'm just gonna hold into these puts. I'm just gonna ride them till they die. No, I got out and I noticed how lucky I got. And then I also didn't write covered calls after closing the long naked put because, you know, I still am on that boat of like, hey, I'm not getting paired fairly to take on this risk of having my shares get called away. So I'm going to wait for these green days and then boom, tomorrow, at least that open. Sorry, I keep burping. At least that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, the production value. And then tomorrow, it looks like it will be green at least for a second, right, before before we sell off. And then, you know, this entire, like, feel-good moment is not so feeling good later. But, you know, I'm ready for anything. Um, just grateful to be here, grateful to be visiting my parents, grateful to have both my arms, both my legs, uh, grateful to have uh, a good group of friends, a girlfriend, grateful for a whole bunch of things i would be really grateful for a free house if anybody has one of those just you know laying around um but i'm having fun you know it it really does feel like there's a lot of people thinking that the world is coming to an end um last i checked there's no longer like a rampant disease that i'm scared of killing me as i go outside uh, I can go into the Stater Bros without, you know, fearing for my life. I can walk to the H Mart uh, produce section uh, without feeling like I have to hold my breath. So there's a lot of positives that are um, that are being taken granted for that I think a lot of people are not remembering back during like when quarantine was super super quarantiney. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I can't say it enough. 
I think wherever the market goes, I can't say like, oh, everybody's wrong for being scared. Oh, let me put my values ahead of yours because be just because I say that, you know, it's not as bad as quarantine. Uh, all of you are wrong. Like I, I don't care. Drop the market. Let it keep falling. That's fine. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I'm also not gonna keep buying more i'm not gonna say that because i'm definitely waiting for an uptrend to form because you know those pe those cringy people on the internet they're like yeah yeah bears you keep showing the market i'll be buying and they put those cool glasses on and they, they like walk away from the explosion it's like oh man that just reeks it just reeks of insecurity to me. Like, that's that's all it is. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll keep buying more. Just keep ripping it down, man. <laughs> uh, man, I think, the, I think the quietness of my room at, at, in my parents' house really lets me just, like, hear my thoughts. And then <laughs> I don't want to even just think. I just kind of just say it into the microphone. But, at, hey, at least I'm not saying... Follow me and I'll be your mentor and I'll be your teacher. We'll navigate the markets together, brother. <laughs> There's no way if I ever say any of that stuff like you man. Oh my god. I cannot. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. Um <laughs> in other news, uh on the theta game day on the theta day came on the theta on the theta gang dot com website. Um, I put in a new feature. Uh, now you'll only be notified when someone comments on a post that you've commented on um, or someone mentions you in any capacity. You'll also be notified then. Um, but you will no longer be uh, like alerted. Like the bell icon won't be highlighted if you get new trade alerts, meaning like someone open or close a trade. Those will still be in your notifications. You're just your bell icon won't light up. So if you're really interested in just viewing trades or tr trades from traders that you follow, just go to the notifications tab and there's a tab called trades and they'll always just be continuing to populate there. Um, otherwise I think, uh, you know, I've had a really, really cool, um, round of feedback from a few patrons that said like, you know, they've been ignoring the notifications because the bell is just always on because there's like so many people just always uploading trades and I totally vibe with that. And I don't want to make any part of the app feel like it has to be ignored. Uh, it just feels bad because, you know. I, I put time and effort into every single part of this website, so I, I'd like for you to enjoy it. Um, so shout out to Slow Motion and Mr. Integrity, and I'm sure that there were, there's been a few emails um, also wanting some sort of version of this to be up. So thank you all for continuing to make the website a better place for everybody. Um, I'm working really hard to make it as tip-top as it can be because, quite frankly, I I can imagine working on this till I die <laughs> and then you know how cool would it be if I passed it on to one of my three daughters that I'm eventually going to have <laughs> yeah anyway um let's see let's see oh so the thetagang.com or not the thetagang.com uh thetagang shirts I've had another revelation a few of them actually so dude I did not think it would be so troublesome to just ask 
foundations if I could put their foundation logo on the back of my shirt like I want to donate to this like breast cancer awareness foundation I'm not gonna name them because I want to remain on good terms and stuff but I like messaged them told them about like how you know I found out their org through one of my patrons I donated I'm excited to donate more and I just want to put them on the back of the shirt I teach how to teach people how to responsibly like invest and you know i want to spread awareness and all that stuff and i get ghosted like i straight up get ghosted like i I don't get any reply and i emailed them like twice and then i emailed the uh, i'm not gonna name any names i named a mental health like a mental wellness organization because of my mom you know and like how closely i vibe with all of that and just like i'm i'm i want to make sure that everyone is happy that, that, that's all i could really care about if you're losing money and you're a happy person i'm gonna help you out if you're winning money and you're a happy person i'm gonna help you out. as long as you're happy you're a chill person you got good vibes i'm down to just associate with you that seems not that bad right but dude i put my time i put my time and effort into making these like emails where i reach out and ask like hey can i put your logo on the back of my shirt like I put a lot of time and effort into those emails and I keep getting ghosted. Like, I don't know what it is, dude. It's like, I don't want to have to pay you like $30,000 or something to be your partner. Like, what the heck is that? Like, let me spread awareness of like mental health or breast ca- breast cancer just by using the logo. Like, you're just going to get more donations, <laughs> right? Like, or at least tell me that you don't want me to do it and then, or tell me why and then I can like fix it. I don't know. It is, it, it is, it's just something else. Like I can't, oh, it's just so much. Anyway, so I was just struggling through all of that and I just feel so bad because like this shirt is, was supposed to come out like a long time ago and, um, yeah, I feel the pressure just building up. And it's like a self-imposed pressure. There's no real deadline that this has to go out. Um, but yeah, so uh, I flipped the script on the shirt. And I want to pay homage to where I grew up, uh, a.k.a. where my parents' house is, a.k.a. where I'm at right now. Uh, I am right now in Marina, California. And um, I uh, got in touch with um, the teen center, um which is the, the place that is right next to my middle school, which is also where the high schoolers hang out. Um, and uh, it's right next to the skate park that I used to skate at, which I still skate at to this day. So if any of you are ever in the Monterey Bay area, feel free to stop by the Marina Skate Park. And then, um, yeah, uh, you're, there's a good chance if I'm visiting my parents, you'll see me there. Um, there's a skate jam that's uh, hosted there and there's uh, what a skate jam is is like skateboarders come in and there's like a competition and you know it's like prizes are given out for who can do the coolest trick who does the coolest series of tricks called like a line like whoever does the best line and then there's helmets passed out there's skateboards passed out like jackets merch and you know there's foods and drinks and stuff and so i was thinking why don't I pay back to my hometown? Why don't I help build the city and the, like the things that I love in my hometown? And so I I went into the teen center and I was like, you know, there's this skate jam here. Uh, I want to you know help. Um, I want to help uh, support it. Is there any sponsorship? Any, any opportunities? And dude, 
the the skate jam is called Carnage uh, Central Coast Skate Jam, and it's hosted by one of my I wouldn't say like friends, but I definitely skated with him uh, when I was in high school. Um, he was younger than me, and we we didn't hang out, but we would definitely skate together. Uh, his name's AJ, and um, like. I just, I was just so shocked. I was, I went to the teen center. I was like, "Hey, how can I help support?" And she's like, "Well, you could, you could contact AJ and see what, what you can do." And I was like, "What, AJ? Like, he runs this. This is so sick." And so I got in touch with AJ, and AJ said that you know he's willing for, um, he's willing to accept some support, and uh, that's in the works. So I think the Carnage Skate Jam um, logo and date and times are going to be on the back of the shirt. I think it's going to look super sick. Um, and uh yeah i mean this is i mean this is the second most genuine thing i could do i mean besides the whole like uh oh you know who else didn't respond i'm not gonna name any names but uh, food kitchens wouldn't respond to me like that is crazy i donated money to you come on like i just want to put your logo on the back of my like just tell me no like don't ghostly just say say no Right, like I, I'm willing to donate more too. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, I had I had plans of like making a hundred percent of the proceeds just go to the funds on the back of the shirt, but like no one is responding to me. It's like so weird. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, um, I'm doing pretty good. As you can tell, I'm in like a pretty good mood. Uh, I had a really relaxing weekend. I really didn't do my. Oh, I took my stepdad, dude. There's. There is a pinball arcade now in the Monterey County, and uh, like legit pinball arcade. You pay fifteen bucks, you go in there, and there's like twenty machines, and you can just you know, play to your heart's content. And then, uh, yeah, because otherwise, I mean, for how bad I am at pinball, I would probably it require like fifty dollars to just like last like ten minutes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my stepdad's super super into pinball. And he plays on the computer all the time. He used to play as a kid. And uh, we I took him there, and I think he had a blast. Um, but uh, it, it, it's just it's just cool. I mean, I remember him taking me to, uh, when I was little, taking me to uh, Funko Games or something. Like, he would take me uh, to, like, a video game store when we didn't have a lot of money. Um, and I remember he bought me Banjo-Kazooie for the N64, and I was just, like, the happiest person alive. I was just like, where are we going? And he's like, he took me in his car, and we had, like, a long conversation. We were just talking about, like, the Green Bay Packers, because he's really into Green Bay, Green Bay Packers, and learned about football. And this was, like, when I was, like, six or seven. Um, and so, yeah, we were just, we were just talking i had a great time and we get to the place i'm like why are we here And he's like you're gonna pick a video game and i was like what what's going on this is crazy um <laughs> and yeah i mean like fast forward to today it's like it felt like i was i was almost repaying back that um you know i we went in there paid for him paid for me uh i got a few beers that was good can't tell mom though cannot tell my mama <laughs> that we we drank <laughs> but um yeah i mean i want him to live his life i want him to have a good time and um yeah it, as you as you guys and girls know he got diagnosed with diabetes um recently and he's he has neuropathy for those that don't know much about you know 
late stage diabetes is like when you are old and you have diabetes or not when you're necessarily old but when you have diabetes and it's pretty bad you develop what's called neuropathy and that's called nerve that's like nerve pain that's associated mostly with in the beginning your feet and legs and so you know when you play pinball you're standing and uh we had to go home like maybe like after like an hour and 15 minutes maybe um because he was starting to get um, pains up his leg um so yeah that part was not as fun but you know i don't have to stay there for hours but just the fact that i wish that he would have been able to stay until like he legitimately got bored of just the pinball instead of having to go home because of the pain but uh, maybe we go back one more time before I leave. Not sure. Uh, I'm here with my parents for another week. I'm heavily considering on not streaming uh, one more time um, because my mom is just now feeling better. And so, yeah, I, like I was saying, my mom um, was doing really, really good like this entire year, like February to basically the week before I came. And it was super crazy. Like, my mom, um, you know, she's a really anxious person. But, like, she was doing so super good. She would, like, call me, like, really bad words. Like, in a joking way. That's, like, how we that's how we joke. And then we would laugh and stuff. Like, that would, that would have gone on from, like, February to, like, May. And then su- suddenly, like, in the beginning of May, my mom reads, like, a really bad number on her, like, blood sugar meter thing. Because she's, she's also diabetic. Um, and, uh, it, like, it freaked her out. And I could just tell that it's, it was, like, the onset of her, like, panic attacks. And then, like, a week later, she's having these the exact same, like, debilitating panic attacks. And these are not, like, you know, what the millennials joke, what we joke around as. is like, oh, my God, I'm having a panic attack because, uh, you know, my humidifier before I go to bed is not on. It's, like, it's nowhere like that level of jokingness. It's, like, dude, my mom is, it looks like she's going to, like, literally die. And so sometimes it gets that way. And uh, we have to take her to the ER um, where she gets a shot of Ativan and that like puts her to sleep for like 30 minutes and she wakes up and she's like fine, which is really crazy um, that that's almost like normalized, but um, that's for extreme circumstances for at least our family. And um, yeah, she's, she's taking her mental meds her diabetic meds, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just today on our way back from the Pinbar Arcade, I picked us up some food, and we ate as a family, which is kind of rare, to be honest, but, like, we don't usually do that, so that's, like, why, when my mom's not feeling good, I cancel the stream, because eating dinner as a family is just, like, kind of, like, not our thing, which I'm starting to understand, or <laughs> which I've understood, like, basically for a long time, it's not the normal thing, but, you know, it's, it's, it's my family, and I love my family, um, so yeah, uh, but my mom has been doing really good. I bought her some day cream Chanel because she ran out from the last one. I bought her some a Chanel set um, last Christmas. Yeah, uh, and that's honestly like a drop in the bucket with with the money that I made um, in twenty twenty one. And you know that's the stuff that I'll show off about, right? Like if I can say like, yeah, it was not a big deal. I, sp- I bought my mom some Chanel with my with my gains. Um, that's the stuff that I'll like openly like beat my chest on and flex because that's that's super cool. And I would never be ashamed to ever say something like that. I'd never be even humble about it. I want to show that off to the entire world, right? Um, 
like i think where i draw the line is like oh i bought a super sick ferrari for myself oh look at these sick gains sign up for my you know uh patreon discord now so you can get your own lamborghini <laughs> that's the stuff i would not i would not do but if it's um buying my mom uh a chanel set because <laughs> dude honestly my parents can buy whatever the heck they want like they have enough money to do do that stuff but they are just so frugal and so <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that's also where i get like kind of my credit habits from too because um a lot of you know that i pay pay off my credit card like the night of um so i just get it from my from my parents oh wow what else what else what else uh i think i think that's it for today i mean i'll say my outro yeah yeah i think I, i think that's a good call um let me bring it up here uh you can follow me on twitch at real theta gang where i stream a live on twitch whoa that's such a weird thing to say uh at real theta gang at 7 30 p.m pacific time you can follow me on twitter at real theta gang and you can email me <laughs> at juni at theta gang.com theta gang is probably partnered with tastyworks and signing up with the theta gang referral code is a huge 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 help help and um, I want to give a shout out to my patrons here: Pocket Change, Dave Rillian, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Symmetrics. Past your bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Norical Royal, Mitch Bay Seven, Upstream Puddle, GJ Wilson, BJ Kemp, Statistically Random, Steven Shares, <gasps> Mr. Integrity, Drevy Island Bell, DJ Mac Eighty Six, Now Vlad TC, Malt Man Eighty Fifty Six, M Hayden Little, Mr. Sneezy, Mendo Mendo Dumb Dumb Ground Pound Eighty Five, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Master X, McFly, Seneca, Meme Meme Chicken Dinner, Ivan Yukonov, Arf Man, Solar Scarecrow, Laser Service, The Jester, Crispy, Cream Boy, Kaput, Shiresh, Your Shifty, AG, Data Ray, ULXV, Elfinko, Four T, Can't Make Money, RL. Ansys 88. And that's about it. I'll see everybody next week. Bye.